In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. and welcome to episode 265 of the Car Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always, I'm Joe of the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yes you are. Hey buddy, how you feeling this week? Gomez, I don't know if you can hear it, but there is absolutely no wheezing this week. <laughs> oh, celebration. Oh, you sounded so bad. On the phone, it wasn't as bad. And then when I was editing the podcast, I was like, oh, this fucking guy is sick. Damn. Yeah, I was, um, I'm not going to lie. I was in a very precarious state. And I didn't know if I was going to make it. Oh, no. Well, we're all glad you pulled through. Thank you, bro. Yeah, you know, um. It's it's not it's not just to thank me. It's to thank the universe for keeping me alive. Obviously, I have so much work left to do on this planet before I finally reach that point of perfection and I'm allowed to go. Is that what's gonna happen? Okay, so when you reach perfection, then you like Poochie, you need it on your another planet. Yes, and then I go back to my home planet where I'm needed. <laughs> Excellent. Oh well, that's good then. I'm happy to hear you're. In, well, I don't, I don't. I assume you're in tip-top shape, but I'm sure you're still a little, a little sick. Just much better. I'm. I'm a little weak, but I think that is due to the fact that I can always improve. <laughs> okay. And you know, I, I say reach my point of perfection. That was actually, for whatever reason, this is something I remember from being in the sixth grade. Um, oh wow. Like, somebody died. Like, I don't know. Somebody I guess I knew or, like, we knew in the school or whatever. And the teacher said, you know, you just you just reached that point of perfection. And and you're just pulled away. And I, I've always thought, like, that that's what I should aspire to is perfection. Oh, yeah. Now you got me thinking. We, we had a teacher who passed away one time. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I see, that's like that's a weird thing when you when you go to school every day and all of a sudden your teacher's just like, hey, guess what, everybody, you have a substitute. Sorry to tell you, your teacher passed away. Pretty crazy. Yeah, but on Thursday we're getting out of class to go to the funeral. So <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, with that being said, thanks to everyone for listening, downloading, and subscribing. Another great week of downloads, Gomez. We're moving up the charts, even though we were already at the top to begin with. So it's like we're inventing new charts every day. Building that lead. We're just going higher and higher and waving goodbye to everybody. See you down Insurance there, boys. Runs. Insurance <laughs> runs, they're called. That's we it. We keep tacking on in the late innings. 
That's right. The game ain't over till it's over. Score 400 if you need to, bro. That's what the point of the game is. Uh, remember to follow us on all social media at Jomez and tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast. That way we could always stay number one. We don't like competition. There is no competition, baby. Come on. Uh, hey, Joe, you've been watching uh, any of those baseball playoffs? I've been watching all of the baseball playoffs. Good. I don't know what got into me, but I've been uber into it this year. That's why I was going to ask because I know the Mets had you down, and you were. it's very rare to hear you so down on baseball. So I was wondering if you were watching because I've been watching. I've been loving it. It's been great. So well, I'm like, man, I hope Joe is in it. Podcast. It is uh, Tuesday, and... My my pick, my, my number one pick is has uh, been eliminated. The Tampa Bay yes, Rays. Yes, hometown Rays. Raise down. Gone. Raise down. Oh, yeah, no. hashtag raise down. Because <laughs> exactly what we needed in this world was more fucking Red Sox games. I, so I listen to Bill Simmons, so I don't know if it's just because he's such a homer, but throughout the year – He's been very down on the Red Sox since about, I guess, the All-Star break, right? They started hot, started great, and then they just started coming down to earth. So I don't know if this was like his reverse jinx talking shit like, I don't know, this team is this, this, and that. They look pretty damn good to me in this postseason. They're very mediocre, and they just they just happen to fucking work. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and my, my whole pick before the playoffs, my pick was Tampa Bay versus Milwaukee. And as we record this, Milwaukee's on the brink of elimination, too. Yes. Yes, they are. Milwaukee. Hmm. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't. You have faith in Milwaukee? I figured they were a nice story. They got there, and then, you know, the That usual. was my pick. That was my National League pick. <laughs> I, I, I thought this is where we're going. I, I figured there is nothing the television networks would rather have in the World Series than the markets of Tampa Bay and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Competing over those monster ratings. Who wouldn't want that? But of course, no, let's not give Joe what he wants. Fuck that guy. Here's the Boston fucking Red Sox. Watch it be the fucking Red Sox and the Dodgers. Like anyone will give a fuck. Red Sox, Dodgers. Oh, I, that's possible. I mean, would you rather that? Do you want the Giants? The Braves? We can't have the Braves, bro. Come on. I, no, no, no. The Braves are not allowed. So come on, we. I'll but take. I'll take the Dodgers. Up, they're a game away from beating Milwaukee. And the Braves, they had lost some players. Didn't they lose uh, their main guy to injury? Acuna's been out all year, pretty much. <laughs> and, Jesus boy, did he get that big contract yet or no? He got like a hundred million, but not an insane contract. I mean, they they make it to the World Series without him, bro. Why are you going to pay this man? Well, they really went in at the trading deadline and rebuilt their outfield, brought in some players, and uh, their third base coach, Ron Washington, who used to be the manager of the Texas Rangers, he did an interview recently where he's like, you know, like, we were pretty much dead and buried, but then we played the Mets and Phillies, and they weren't running away with anything, and we're like, these are the fucking guys ahead of us? You know, that's brilliant. It's the truth because that's that's smart. It's true. The Mets were hot garbage, you know, even when they were good. I mean, they weren't that good. And uh, 
for once Acuna got hurt, everyone rid off the the Braves. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you write them off? Yeah, I think but between no. that and between uh, Mike Soroka, who was you know like their ace pitcher who tore his Achilles last year and had a setback and pretty much never came back. Like you really didn't think the Braves were gonna? I mean, the Braves were still, I guess, on paper like the best team in the division. But that goes sure. to say a lot about the division. I mean, maybe the Phillies, yes. like you thought, would be a little bit better. But the Mets, the Mets were in first place for three months and then finished with a losing record. Amazing. That's the almost amazing like, Mets, everybody. You would think that's impossible, but then you watch the Mets and you're like, I no, thought this, it was. This makes sense. <laughs> it was impossible until then, wasn't it? <laughs> Gotta believe, Joe. Anything I, I is think possible. The, the stat was that. Um, out of every like they spent the most days in first place in history to for a team to finish with a losing record. Amazing. Uh, before we end the baseball talk, uh, real fast, who you have for MVP? Because that's something I hear uh, back and forth. Everyone wants a Tani, right? But then there's the Vlad Guerrero people. I think I'm making the playoffs. It's not even going to be close. Okay, run away. Yeah, I've, I I submitted my ballots for the uh, Internet Baseball Writers Association of America Ooh. on the final day of the regular season. I I mean, yeah, like other guys had good years, but to to even suggest that it's not Otani is like ridiculous. Well, most people bring up the the losing, the team loses. So how how most important people is don't he? aren't entitled to opinions. <laughs> I, that's true. Everyone has an opinion, and boy, everyone does not need to have them. No, no, they don't. I do. That's why I have a ballot, and they don't. <laughs> oh, when does when do the ballots get announced? When does that stuff happen? I, I don't know. Usually, it's over the winter. Like they, it's not like the uh, like the NBA or anything where they announce the winners during the playoffs. Yes, I always hate that. It's so silly. Because then you have situations like poor Dirk, who so deserved that MVP for killing it, and then, you know, gets beaten in the first round. Fucking Warriors. And uh, and then he's got to stand there like a fucking jerk-off. With a big smile on my face. Oh, I'm the MVP. Eliminated. Yeah. I never understood it. It's so dumb. I actually like it because it... You get a little more play on it while, like, the sport's still going on and while the interest is still there, other than, like, some random dinner in the middle of the offseason where it's just like a a blurb in a newspaper where it's like, oh, Jacob deGrom won the Cy Young today. I get it. It is true. It is. There is no fanfare. It's just like, oh, oh, 6 o'clock, they're going to announce 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. Here's uh, who's the Cy Young winner. Yeah, exactly. I get it. <laughs> Like and, and don't forget, folks, come back tomorrow to see who the manager of the year was. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll do a baseball episode soon and go through your ballots and uh, go through the wonderful season that was this year. I, yeah, think, uh, but, uh, I think the people like that. Uh, instead of baseball, what we should talk about right now, Gomez... An announcement that went out during San Diego Comic-Con. I'm talking a little wrestling right now. What? What are we announcing? The boys over at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast put out the poster. Thanksgiving weekend, you'll be able to stream FWF Live Volume 2. 
And you know who's on that poster, Gomez? I know you saw it because I saw it and then I reposted it everywhere. Your double <laughs> main man. Right at the tippy top of that poster, pretty much. Right next to Matt Cardona's dad. So you know that's the star power, the power that's position. It. If I'm Headline there right is. next to Bob Cardona. <laughs> I love it. And when when is this? It's going to be Thanksgiving weekend. It'll be available for uh, streaming. That's awesome. Very cool. I know I know the fans love that shit. And, uh, the first one was <laughs> a, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I think if you're – it's not so much for the normal wrestling fan, but if you're a fan of the podcast and a fan of the inside jokes, it, it's kind of booked specifically towards you. So, I mean, plus it's a good time. It's a, it's a very good time. I can't wait to see it myself. Are you are you putting on the tights and, and wrestling, Joe? God, I hope not. Oh, my God. You're going to have to tune in to see if this man is going to – whoa. But, what? A but? There is a but. I don't know about for FWF, Uh but this episode comes out on Thursday, and I would say if you're in the area on Friday of Lindbrook, New York, but this show is already sold out, I am making one of the most anticipated comebacks in wrestling history. This Friday at Create a Pro Wrestling in Long Island, simply because I wanted to meet Danhausen and he was on the show. And I called my buddy Brian Myers. I said, Brian Myers, <laughs> I'm going to come to this show. I want to meet Danhausen. And he said, Well, bring your gear, buddy. You're booked. That's it. If you're coming, you got to be booked. I love it. it. I'm excited. I'll be there. It'll be the first match of my 40s. Oh, this is big. Wow. Oh, man. So that, that'll, that'll mean that I have now wrestled in my teens, my 20s, my 30s, and now my 40s. Wow. Look at you. Unstoppable. My goodness. I am basically the Kimmy Schmidt of pro wrestling. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that's fun. Friday night. Man, I'm excited. I'll take lots of pictures for the for the Instagram so people can see your moves in the ring. I I mean my entrance is really my offense, so I think you could put your camera away right after that. <laughs> oh man, Dan, I'm very excited to meet Dan Housen. That's that's gonna be fun. Yo, I, it, let me tell you something. As someone who like really just doesn't pay attention to wrestling, when I saw Danhausen and I started watching like the clips and the videos he makes for youtube and stuff like i love him so good i i i've never and and like this is months now where like i've been subscribed to his youtube and watched all his videos and like pretty much everything he does like genuinely pops me i like i really like love his work and i've never seen him wrestle it's the best it's so funny because i bet 90 percent of the people Probably don't even know he's like a wrestler like that. They probably just think he's this silly wrestling character. But he's wrestling. He's an ROH wrestler. Like, and he's he's right up my, my alley. He's sports entertainment. And I just, he takes, he's like the Car Jomez podcast of wrestling. You know, he's, he's all pop culture references just wrapped inside this little Mr. Burns-like demon. 
and he's just out there having a good time trying to make all that human money just like us yes very nice very evil that's a lot of fun look at this man so i guess next year you're gonna be back wrestling right because you're gonna get that itch i just know it 2022 baby captain shoes taking over the world oh i don't know about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's not go crazy here come on the fans want it come on you can't deny your fans so once more one and never again <laughs> I wrestled in my 40s. I'm good. That's it. I'll come back 10 years from now. <laughs> so, folks, one time you get to see him wrestle and then 50. Oh, my goodness. That's that's going to be whew, episode 12,002. Joe is 50. Oh, no. Yeah, can you imagine? I don't, I don't know if I want to make it another 10 years. <laughs> I, I would hope you do. I mean, the option... Otherwise, it's not very fun. Uh, I mean, I feel like the universe needs me, but I don't know if I need the universe. Don't worry. I'm going to make little... I'm going to mess up little things in your life so you can never reach that perfection so that you cannot poochie us and disappear. Don't worry. You ain't going nowhere. Don't you dare. (laughs) Don't you ever. You you have to be like the watcher and not get involved. No, but don't you know... (laughs) The Watcher loves breaking his oath, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Does he ever. So we forgot to talk about Marvel last week. No big deal because it was a two-parter. It's even better. Let's talk about both parts of Marvel's What If season finale, Joe. What made it two? I, I never really... I didn't put it together that it was two parts. I took the last episode as kind of a standalone. Sure, but like the... I Sure. But uh, the first part gives you the context of Ultron. You know, you don't need that. Obviously, you just could have that standalone that, oh, my God, there's this big bad guy. I need to recruit people. But the first part shows you what, what they're up against. So Yeah, okay. You know. The first one was uh, what if Ultron won? So this goes back to Avengers Age of Ultron where he makes the Vision body. And instead of the Avengers coming and stealing it and turning it good, Ultron somehow, we don't get into it, somehow uh, completes the mission and takes over the goddamn world. Pretty crazy. Obviously. I mean, why wouldn't he? He is. I mean, Vision is one of the strongest characters. So now you add some Infinity Stones and forget about it. My goodness. I I like how... and. As someone who has never been a like a diehard comic book guy, is everything in the Marvel Universe just revolving around the ownership of the Infinity Stones? No, just the MCU. Okay. It's just a, it's just a Thanos MCU thing. The Infinity Stones, just they pop up once in a while unless it's a story that's revolving around it. But no, the Infinity Stones are nothing. Thanos is, I mean, with the Infinity Stones, Thanos is obviously very powerful. But without it, Thanos is, you know, he's a regular kind of guy. He's He's just a big purple guy. Yeah, like the Grimace. He's strong, but he ain't crazy like the Grimace. So, yes, that's one of the things. The MCU is just so heavily focused on the Infinity Stones. Hopefully in Phase 4, we're moving away from that. You know, Loki shows us, oh, look, these Infinity Stones ain't shit, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. See, uh, yeah, that was a question I had. And and my next question ooh. was in watching this finale episode, 
Where the fuck did Gamora come from? So, yes, here we go. So, if you notice, there were nine episodes. It's kind of a weird number for a show. It's usually eight, ten, twelve. It's usually not something like that. No, I thought that was fine. I mean, you get nine dwarves, nine-minute abs, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Nine episodes. Perfect. It makes sense. I get it. Once you say that, yeah, okay, it's not as weird as I thought. So there were 10 episodes. There's an episode that, due to COVID, never got finished in the editing process. I don't think it actually got animated. It never got finished. So in this episode, it's it's a Tony Stark episode, which is funny because they killed this guy so many times. So then I guess like it's okay because they give him a big hero episode, you know? Oh, so obviously. the what if is, I believe... It's what if Tony Stark didn't fall from Earth? So in the Avengers, when he takes the bomb up into space, and then he comes oh, back like down. Oh, like the wormhole a... closed? Yes. So I think it's what if the wormhole closed, and so then he lands he on. I... Redirects the nuclear bomb into space to beat up the ch- the Chitari. Yeah. Uh, what if the he got stuck there? Yeah. So I and I think he lands on Sakar because. You got to have everything connect. So he lands on the planet from uh, Thor 3. Yes, the one with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, Jeff Goldblum's planet. So then he would meet Gamora and they would go on adventure. I don't know what, what the rest of the show is, but that's the main thing. So they said that will be an episode on season two. They will release that episode. So it's very yeah, funny. I don't, we had I don't a, want it now, It's a big though. deal. I know. Like, who gives a shit, bro? You already saved the world. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, the whole point is to introduce Gamora. That way she gets drafted to the What If Avengers. Now, what the fuck do I care about it now, then, now that it's over? Yes, yeah, so the, the, f- the first episode ends with Ultron finding the multiverse because he's hell-bent on, you know, the chaos of the world. And so then that leads to episode two where... The Watcher rounds up all our famous uh, lovely characters we had in this season. You got your main girl, Agent Carter. Captain Carter, excuse me, no disrespect, Captain Carter. Captain Carter still still being uninteresting since she's just doing shot-by-shot remakes of the Captain America movies. Like, what are we doing? Like, like it's such a, a cool idea for a character. People loved Agent Carter. They loved Peggy Carter. And you're just like, hey, what if everything was the same except it's a girl from the UK? Oh, so f- come on, bro. It, the, the show, the episode starts with uh, a Winter Soldier remake, basically, yeah. with Peggy Carter. I, I and does like, the same things, too. Like, oh, I put down the shield. She should have just said, nah, bro, I use my shield. What's up? Like, something different. Come on. Just like everybody else has these, like quirky weird character arcs like star lord t'challa is just so much fun but like peggy carter just out here literally just like in an office just re-watching the zapruder film of the making of captain america the first avenger and going yeah yeah oh i could move like that i could do that she's she's doing one of those youtube videos shot for shot remake of captain america Uh. my goodness the only thing different is Vince Vaughn jerking off in the shower. <laughs> Come on, everybody gets that, right? Uh, it's a great one. It's great. Spooky uh, <laughs> season reference. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, so I had fun with these episodes, but like with the entire season, 
there's a lot of eh, okay wrapped around some really cool action scenes. I think that when they're fighting, they're really pushing like, oh, this is superheroes. Let's have some fun with these action scenes. Other than that, it's like, eh, not loving it. Yeah, I was hoping uh, to be like absolutely wowed by this finale, and I really wasn't. I enjoyed it enough. Like, obviously, I'm going to watch season two if and when that comes out. But there was nothing about this show when it came down to it that I was really like, wow, they they really fucking killed it. Like, I never I never came away thinking that. No, I think all the episodes are good. They're fine. But I was never blown away by an episode start to finish. There were just good parts. But a lot of times it was eh. They have announced season two is definitely coming out. They've already started work on it. Uh, they've announced there will be a Shang-Chi episode. There'll be a Black Widow episode. There'll be an Eternals episode that hasn't come out yet, but there will be a what if surrounding that movie, which is cool to do some recent stuff. But, uh, you know, I hope they get a little more weird with it. Have a little more fun with it. Yeah, um... I think the biggest departure to me was the T'Challa Star Lord episode, right? That would kind yes, of be like because it most... wasn't yes, because it wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's T'Challa. It was it was something different. Yeah, and I, like that was the one I feel like I had the most fun with. Um, I guess the zombies was kind of out there. Zombies was fun. Yeah, zombies was fun. You know, and I, I guess that just existed just for the visual to just dump them on Ultron at the end. But it's it's great. Zombies, Marvel Zombies is a very popular book series, so I think that's why they did that one. Well, And they're very good. The comics are very good. If you ever read a Marvel Zombie comics, it's a good time. Lots of fun. I also like the DC recently, I think two years ago, did a zombie called Deceased. D-E-Ceased. Oh, you know? I get it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so, and that was good too. I thought they did a, a good job too. So, I mean, zombies are kind of played out, obviously, 40 seasons of The Walking Dead, mediocre shit, but, Yeah, uh, like, and 38 of them have been terrible. And there's spinoffs. There's, like, two other Walking Dead shows that are out at the same time. I believe there's two or three spinoffs. It's, so there's three Walking Dead shows on the air right now. Are, are people and it's still sh- watching that? I, I was just going to say, and it's a show that people don't, like, I don't know, I know one person who talks about it, Josh. That's it. He's the only person on my feed who ever brings it up. And he's like, it's fun, it's still good, blah, blah, blah. He likes weird shit, so whatever. Most people do not watch this show. I don't know how the ratings are. I think it's still one of the highest rated shows. I think they still do Talking Dead afterwards. Like, I think it's still a thing. It's just not the thing anymore, you know? Very, very weird. Because, I mean, like, I've been off of that for, like, I don't know, seven years? <laughs> Probably longer. I mean, like, I what is this, season 10? Like, this is, it's a, it's a long-running show. It's pretty crazy how long-running the zombie show was. It's It's crazy. Never would have guessed. Yeah, I and and like you said, I don't personally know anyone who's like watches it or speaks about it. I never see it pop up in my timeline. I even forget like, about it all the time because it's it's yeah, like you know what I'm saying no one's talking about, it, and then all of a sudden I, I never even I'll see, see one thing like oh awesome season finale. Here's like a clip or something. Like I don't even see that. I saw one thing when the season started. I guess there was like some kind of 
shocking thing at the the first episode or something. But I can't even tell you. I think that was like two, three months ago. So I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen anything else since then. I don't know. TV. Like we said, we don't watch a lot of uh, current TV, especially uh, that. Ugh. No I mean, you. I feel like I feel like we're more in tune to like what's cool than the average person. Like we're very online people. We know what they're talking about. We watch a lot of stuff. Yes, we do. I do. I try to to get in there. I finished Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso season two ended last Friday. I thought it was great. I saw a lot of people online not happy with it. But, I saw uh, that too, I, and and I haven't watched anything. Maybe now that the season's over, I'll I'll try catching up and uh, checking that out because I I hear a lot of good things. But I did hear quite a few people were unhappy with the season finale. Yeah, uh, just the whole season in general. People, I saw a lot of complaints of oh, Ted Lasso used to be so good. I still think it's great. Uh, the characters are developing. They're they're still pretty much the same, but they're growing and. There's, I guess maybe they're not happy with how the conflict because everyone talks about how it's such you know a happy show, uplifting show, whatever. But there does have to be some kind of conflict for the show to work. Uh, all that niceness or whatever you like no, has to have some. People hate when things are too nice because like even in my real life, if I think someone is too nice or too overly positive, I don't trust that motherfucker. Well, yes, overly positive. It's like tone it down. Yes, like uh, you know, come on. I get being happy, but you way too happy. What, what's yeah, going on I, there? It's like, and when they're like, when they try to project that out into the world, like it makes me even more miserable. Just because, like, why should I be able to recognize the bad and the evil in the world? When this person gets to just walk around all regular degular having the time of their lives. Like, man, fuck you. I don't want you to be happy and I don't want to associate with someone like you. Well, now I must have you watch Ted Lasso because Ted Lasso is that very positive person who's trying to look on the bright side of life and not let that get you down. So I'm very interested to see how you react to this show. I'm all about it. I'm the prince of positivity. (laughs) You just say you don't like overly nice people in the same sense. No, but there's, you know, there's an appropriate amount of positivity to put out there. And that's what I'm about. It's when these people come out because you know they're fake. They're fake people. And you know what? It's it's like they're they're fucking plastic. Like everything about them is just fake. No one should trust them. So yeah, Ted Lasso. I'm gonna I'm gonna pencil it in for a upcoming episode because uh, <clears throat> I need to see how you handle the power of positivity. Oh, I mean, I guess we'll see. I, maybe maybe I'll think he's a piece of shit. You might. And maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not going to say if he is. I'll let you know because there's no one more qualified to judge other people than I am. It's what you do best. I look, I watch, I judge. It's, you know, it is an endless cycle, but I'm usually 99% correct. There was that one time I was wrong. But then I've been right so many other times that it's just a blip on the radar. You've been uh, watching anything else, Joe? I, I, I got a head start on Spooky Snake Season this week. Oh, did you? What you start watching? 
We I watched a movie. What? We, what we the had, hell? Oh. We had movie night this week, and uh, it was not my choice again. Okay. And what were we you subjected a, to? We watched a Netflix movie called The Ritual. Okay, I've seen this, yes. It's about uh, like some guys in the woods, right? Yeah, it's about a group of guys who go on like, oh, like a, a camping trip. trip. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Throughout, um, I guess, what, what is it, like uh, Sweden, I believe, or something, something like, like that? It's some like Ireland. It's some something over there. Like, no, I think area. it's Sweden. Sweden, okay. Yeah. I think they're like English guys who decide to go hiking in Sweden. Okay. And uh, they come into the, they get a little lost. They come into this woods, and there's a, a monster in there, and Man, eventually it's a monster, they, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. Monster's crazy. Gets a little haunted. <laughs> now this is based on a book. Uh, Kayla actually says this is her favorite book. So she's oh, like, awesome. She loves this book. Uh, now, now she even said. The movie doesn't hold up to the book, but sure, she but still, still gets enough good. enjoyment yeah. out of the movie. Yes. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original if anyone wants to check it out. Obviously, it'll be there for spooky snake season. But for me, I didn't really feel the movie. It was it was fine. I kept waiting for more because what, the movie, the, what the movie doesn't give you is basically any background on this monster, where it came from, how it came from, uh, any kind of motivation. It's just kind of there. And then, like, it when just you have up, the yeah. reveal, it's just like, now it's a spooky, fucking cool-looking monster. Don't get The monster is fucking crazy. Look, I love it. it it's uh, fucking dynamite. Great. It's cool yeah. as shit. Yeah. But, like, there's nothing about it. So it's just like, shit, like... Okay. Right, so it's like they're like in a cabin, right? And like like trippy shit starts happening, right? They start seeing shit. Is it real? Yeah, is it they not start real? seeing like that? shit. And yeah, then okay. eventually they start getting picked off one by yeah. one. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's about two, three years old. I saw it's 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 good. It's not great. But uh, I, I do hear that it's a very good book. That is something that's been on my uh, read list. And maybe I'll uh, have to read it now since I hear it's so good. Yeah, she, she loves it. Like I said, she agreed that the movie doesn't hold up to the book, which is you know the usually the case, yes. right? Always, yes. You got uh, seven hundred I mean, pages in a book, and you get a exactly. hundred pages of a script. It's we get it. It's a lot. If I was throwing this a, a quick little grade, I would only go double main man. I feel double like there's man. so much more context that this movie needed. Oh, okay. I get it, but that's about. I, I probably gave it two and a half, something like that. Um, okay, I saw, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm not yeah, like, we, wild. Yeah, no, no, yes. Like I said, it's fun. It's a fine little movie to watch, but it's nothing It's nothing great. Um, I saw a, a spooky snake season movie. There was a, the big release last week was a Shudder original VHS 94. This is a new, uh, new sequel of the VHS series, which is a anthology horror series where uh, every, they pick up a VHS tape and there's some crazy, you know, story on it. Oh my God, look at this thing! And uh, this is the newest version, and I think it's uh, it might be the best one. The all three stories are great. Uh, Timo, who made the Raid and uh, lots of amazing movies, he does a sequence that is just Chef's Kiss, dynamite. I. Uh, I think if you're a fan of this type of thing, 
definitely check it out. VHS 94 on Shudder. Which, if you don't have Shudder, whoever's a horror fan who doesn't have Shudder, I believe it's raised from $5 to $6. Still the best price you're paying on the internet because the originals and exclusive stuff, the stuff that I hear about, like, uh, this year playing festivals, next year it's going to be on Shudder as an exclusive. It's it's the best. So if you don't have that app, please, guys, get that app. It's dynamite. Now... I know what Shudder is. Obviously, it's not something I have. But yeah. if I remember correctly, weren't you of the opinion that you didn't really need it because, like, you've seen Chopping Mall a thousand times? <laughs> no, I've always, I've always said it's the best thing on the internet because of that. Uh, because of all the original shit, like the old stuff. I watched some of the old stuff, sure, but. For the most part, I'm watching, they have original TV series, they've picked up shows that were canceled on other networks and given it uh, more other seasons, like uh, Channel Zero, I believe was a, a sci-fi show that people like. They've gone to Shudder and done an episode, a uh, season or two. So, for that alone, I think Shudder is, is well worth it. The, ca- the library has gotten better, maybe I've talked bad about the library, but nowadays... I feel the library is is pretty solid. I feel I guess they're making their ro- that money's rolling in, so they're able to buy some better movies. Because remember when Netflix started, Netflix had nothing, and then they had everything, and then they had nothing again, and now they got a lot of good shit. So shut Very it, guys! Come on. Yes, it's owned by AMC. So if you have Amazon Prime, I think you get like a Shutter app add-on. You know they have those things where you pay an extra fee. Oh, okay. Shit like that. Yeah, check it out. Spooky, sa- it's it's essential for spooky sake season, Joe. Come on. Obviously, I mean we and we all know how deeply ingrained in the season I am. You are. You love it. <clears throat> I. It's I your do. favorite time um, of year. It is <laughs> certainly something. Out of all the times of year, this is definitely one of them. And let me tell you, this week, Joe, this is like Christmas this week for horror fans. This is. It's got to be one of the best weeks in the history of horror. I can't even imagine. There is like seven things coming out this week that are like top, I don't know, top tier. Obviously, I don't know the quality. But like IP top tier stuff coming out, bro. It's it's, it's amazing. Halloween Kills comes out this week. The new Michael Myers movie. That's on Peacock and in theaters. I'm debating if uh, I should make you watch that this week. Watch a little Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. But why, there's, why not? There's why options. There's option. There's a Chucky show on Sci-Fi Channel starting this week, Joe. Our boy Chucky got a show. I love it. I'm so excited. Now, what kind of show is it? Is it like a talk show? <laughs> I wish. It's a continuation of the movies. It's a new sequel, essentially. This is, you know, Child's Play, you know, 8, whatever they're up to, 9. So, uh, I'm so excited. So, this will be considered it's, canon, then? Yes, it is. This is continuing off of the last couple of movies uh, the guy who made Child's Play, he's been involved in every single movie. He makes every movie. So the only thing that's not canon is that remake, which is fine, but whatever. It's not a part of our, our thing here. Oh, all right. Um, There's a I Know What You Did Last Summer show coming out this week. I just heard about this, and I'm just yes. like, guys. <laughs> I, Why not? I, you know what? If you're, if you're out here listening to this right now. Taking me. We're going to have a chat. 
Oh. Now, we all know my thoughts on I Know What You Did Last Summer. But maybe they've replaced her with equally good talent, Joe. (laughs) I do not want to hear that. I do not want to hear that for even one second. If Jennifer Love Hewitt is not in this, or, or is only in it to like a similar extent that Rachel Lee Cook was in He's All That, then no deal. Go back and redo it. Write a new essay because this one will not be accepted. <laughs> I don't know anything about the show except it's on Amazon Prime and it's a remake. You know, it's a modern version of I Know What You Did Last Summer. So <laughs> I maybe she is. Maybe she's not. We'll find out soon. Are we you also have me, like <laughs> we couldn't use a new Jennifer Love Hewitt show. I don't know. Maybe she does have a show. I don't know what she's been doing. Have you kept tabs on your girl? Think about everything she's ever done. It's been awesome. The Ghost Whisperer. That's a fucking banger. Oh, that show is very popular. That client list, list, bro. (laughs) So good. We should be looking for excuses to inject our lives and our entertainment consumption full er full er of Jennifer Love Hewitt. I love it. <laughs> uh, two more things. Slumber Party Massacre remake on sci-fi this weekend. Supposed to be great. Supposed to be great. Day of the Dead based on the Romero movie. TV series starts this week. It's amazing. Like, and then, it feels like the big year for horror TV series. Horror in general, the past two, three years have just been wonderful years. We've been getting a lot of great stuff. Movies, TV, everything. Comics, if you're into comics, there's some good comics. Horror is just... Mwah. It's so popular, Joe, that a show that we watched many, uh, many episodes of, Movies That Made Us, this season drops this week also... And there's about four horror episodes this year. On movies that made us is all horror? They're they're doing Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Aliens. And then I think they're also doing Coming to America and RoboCop, which I can't wait to watch RoboCop because I can never get enough RoboCop in my life. No, I mean, Uh, that's pretty cool. I would love to see like a weekend at Bernie's mixed in. I mean, maybe next year. So maybe we'll do that next week for six weeks of horror, snake, spooky sake season. Watch some movies that made us to see, uh, see how. Yes, yeah, because what like learned. I, and because I know these things. I've watched documentaries on these movies before, so I do want to see how you take in this information and and what what kind of story they tell you. Because obviously, I've seen horror documentaries that are like over four or five hours. Like you know, they make crazy ass documentaries. Doing oh, the whole, sure. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. legacy of of all the sequels and everything. So now this is a forty minute version of that. So I do want to see how that works. So I think we should pencil that in for next week's episode of the. Yeah, that would probably podcast. be good. I really don't know if I'd be able to get to a movie theater this week with my big wrestling comeback on the agenda. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that that sounds like something I could fit in. 
perfect. But this week's Spooky Sake Season, we have to circle back, Joe. We talked about Midnight Mass two weeks ago. We watched the first three episodes. We kept it very vague. We talked about just general thoughts of the, the series and if we'd be interested in continuing. We said we would continue. And so we watched the last four episodes. And we're going to talk about it now. And we're going to talk about the show because we have to get into what the show is about and everything to really have a, a talk about it. So if you haven't yeah, seen so it, if you haven't watch seen it, it, please. It's on Netflix, and this is going to be chock full of spoilers, I guess. Yes. So, hey, Joe. Midnight Mass. Something what a that... mistake <laughs> to keep watching, right? <laughs> I was a big fan. I enjoyed it. Did you? Uh, yes. Um... I I like the like I said I like the first three episodes. I didn't love the first three episodes, but I was into it to see where they were going, and uh, I was with it. It continued the same thing. We learned that the story is about vampires. Um, like I said, I'm not big in religion horror, but vampires and horror has always gone hand in hand. Crucifix, holy water, so it's something I you know I'll, I'll deal with, and. Uh, I was a fan. the The show is a lot of talking. It's because it's a church, so it's a lot of preaching and long conversations, monologues. I've seen people complain about it, but for me, it worked. I was into it. I was interested in uh, what they were talking about with uh, faith and religion and life, and uh, I, I really dug the show all the way through, all seven episodes. So here's my thing. Yeah. Now, obviously, being that I play a major role on this highly successful podcast, I am thought of as somewhat of an authority on the horror genre. Pretty much anything we talk about. Yes, and (laughs) rightfully so. Yes. Um, Here's what I don't get. Sure. Literally anything. So, with this show, basically... You become a vampire by drinking fucking paint thinner that could be bought in probably any Home Depot that's also not on the Crock-Pot Island. (laughs) But somehow, this fucking weird old lady putting it in your fucking wine makes you a vampire. And then once you do that, you start seeing some fucking weird archangel motherfucker just showing up on your street in the dead of night. And he, and I don't even know how he got there, why he's there, like where he came from. We know nothing, nothing. And it's just like, it's like he's the vampire, the head church vampire's assistant. Like whenever someone be getting a little too close to the situation, this fucking weird angel thing comes out of nowhere and just fucking puts a, puts his thumb down on it. Like, how dare you question the fucking priest? So, Joe, <clears throat> the paint thinner was to kill you after you've been drinking blood in the wine for the past couple of weeks. You've been microdosing vampirism. So all those people are vampires... Once they die and come back to life. So 
this is why they needed the paint in it to kill themselves and then awaken the vampire inside of them. That's why How the was people I who didn't know that because they told you. Uh, <laughs> they didn't tell me. They told you, and that's why the doctor lady and the main girl Erin weren't vampires because they weren't taking the communion. You know. <laughs> I, I was like this. I'm just looking at this going, what the fuck? Like, I don't get this at all. This is so fucking dumb. But yeah, the vampire is just a vampire that was in the Vatican, I guess. And uh, the priest brought him over to, you know, cleanse the town and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yes, it's just it's just a vampire. There's just a vampire. He lives with the Pope. It's the Pope's friend. He stole him. That's, that's basically this. Yes. So there is no yeah. backstory to the so- vampire. So here's what I here's here's what I got out of this. This fucking show is not for me. It shouldn't be for me. I should have never agreed to watch the second half of it because <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck are we even doing here? And then I'll tell you what the scary part of this shit is. This fucking herb, Bev, who's like the, oh, the yeah. fucking assistant to the priest and the she's main church lady. him because yeah, she's like She's like the most like hardcore church lady like stereotype that you can think of. But the scary part, the fucking absolutely terrifying part of this story is that there are genuinely people like her in the real world that fucking exist. That is what makes the the story scary is that there are people that do that with religion. They let them, it controls them, consumes them and, uh, turns them evil when they think they're good like the mother says to her yes like the mother says to her why why does it upset you that god would love everybody and not love you more like what are you doing bro and that's these people they justify their bullshit with religion that's why you know we're not big religion people here that's why we usually skip this kind of stuff but this was i don't want to say anti-religion but it was you know showing you the the bad side of religion Mike Flanagan wrote an essay talking about uh, the show and stuff about it. I didn't get to, to read it. I just had finished the series recently. But uh seems like, you know, he might not believe in God. And so he's taking a, a different viewpoint. And you don't see that very often. And uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. And uh, the horror stuff, while it's, it's not overly uh, scary and horrific, I'll say... The horror is very minimum, but it is a scary show, if you if you get what I'm saying. I, I think that the scariness is done more in the circumstance than it is in yes. the visuals. The atmosphere and everything is, is scary, like tense, it's very tense. And then every once in a while, yeah, there's a fucking vampire come and eat someone. But, you know, if you took out the vampire eating people from the show, it's like five minutes of the show probably in total. I mean, the, the setting is what's scary. I mean, it now, the, the main set of this show is based around the church which is terrifying enough for people like us but i mean just the fact that each and every one of these buildings on this set in this show looks like it's one of these like 105 year old decrepit buildings that can be haunted like i i would i would believe that they're like every building on this island is genuinely haunted like and i'm someone who's i've seen a ghost in real life so I would buy into that in a heartbeat. Why are you See laughing at that? 
I mean, just it was very, just very matter. Of, I mean, I've seen a ghost, so I know exactly. I mean, I I no, think <laughs> no, but I I like I'm not even making that up. Like I've genuinely seen a ghost. I, I think I think now everyone is very intrigued, and and we need to hear the story now, Joe. Have I never told this story before? I mean, I don't know. We've done over a hundred and something episodes, so I'm sure well, we brought up some stuff. To be exact, yes, exactly. So, I'm sure maybe you've brought something up once or twice, but uh, I gotta say, seeing a ghost isn't ringing a bell off the top of my head. Okay, so picture it. The year is 2011, right? Yeah, probably 2011. And your double main man is working as a security guard at Universal Studios in Orlando. And now there has always been rumors that Lombard's, which is the seafood restaurant in the San Francisco section of Universal Studios, there's always been rumors that it there are ghosts there. It is haunted. And there are people who work there and have visited there who claim to have seen ghosts. And there were people I knew when I worked with who said they had seen a ghost. Well, I was on the Crazy. overnights one time. That's where ghosts like to come. And, yeah, that, that seems like peak ghosting hours. Definitely prime ghost time, yep. Um, so I'm, with, I'm on overnights. I'm with the cleaning crew. And my job for the evening was to walk with the cleaning crew and let them in and out of the restaurants so they can go clean. And, you know, because there are safes in these buildings, there need to be a security guard. So I have the keys to all these things. So I'm walking around and doing my thing. And as we walk into this restaurant, I see a very distinct shadowy figure sitting at a table waiting for their meal. Oh, man. Um, I immediately have to catch myself from pissing in my pants because... There's a fucking ghost, like, fucking eight feet away from me. And what the fuck? Like, how is this happening? And, it, like, I can see it. Like, it's just this older woman just sitting at a table, like, just waiting. And she turns to look at me and then just goes, turns her head back and goes back to sitting and waiting. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. This is not good. So it's fucking terrifying, I fucking, bro. <laughs> I fucking ran to make sure there were people around me who I could then, if anything happened, I could kind of push them and sacrifice them to the ghost instead of me. <laughs> sacrifice to the ghost. <laughs> it seems like the ghost just wanted to eat some some food, bro. It wasn't bothering I nobody. It, it genuinely looked like this ghost woman was just waiting for like her meal to be brought out. Maybe you were supposed to bring it to her. I would never do such a thing. <laughs> it's a great ghost story. It's very that, spooky. Yeah, I, I can't believe I've never told that before. My goodness. Wow. That's... Ooh, I'm, I'm sorry you had to, to see that. Do you, do you ever like, think the, the ghost is going to follow you or anything like that? Like, do you look well, out for the why, ghost? Like, I wanted to just be around other people. And I was yeah. like, I got to make sure, like, I have these people around me, like... Because, like, I don't know, like, like, 
I, I just think everything is like Ghostbusters, you know, and like Slimer's just gonna come flying through the fucking hallway, and you gotta throw like a watermelon and a ham at him, that way he eats and stays away from you and stays happy or whatever, like, this is what I think about, and I'm like, well, I don't know what the fucking, like, there's no food just laying around that I can fucking throw this ghost, so at least if I'm with someone from the cleaning crew, I can throw them. You just reminded me that we get a new Ghostbusters movie in a couple weeks. I keep forgetting that movie exists, bro. So they did a screening of it, and the there can't be any like full reviews yet. Mm-hmm. But from what people are including in tweets, it does not sound like it will be very good. I hear it's very... Uh fan servicey so i'm sure we're gonna sit there and be like i guess it was okay and the fans will be like what are you talking it was the best there's yeah, no more lady like ghostbusters <laughs> oh my god this is the, uh, the thank you jj abrams for the star wars we deserve fuck you <laughs> uh, so yeah midnight mass i'm a fan joe's not a fan let me hit some music and see uh where these things land on the main man standings. Do it, Rockapella. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. Let's see where does Netflix's Midnight Mass fall on your main man standings. Obviously, I didn't understand this. I don't know anything about vampires, but they could all fucking suck a dick. Fuck vampires and fuck this show. Double main man. Okay, so yeah, I'm total opposite. I was a big fan. It's very talky. There's a lot of talking. So if, you, if you're if you into it, I think you're into it. I, I can see you people getting bored not feeling what they're talking about, but I think it's an interesting show. The horror, you know, it's very bloody when there is stuff going on, but if you're, you know, like, oh, I don't really like, I don't think it's it's so bad. I, I can show this to regular people, and they can just turn their head when a vampire bites someone's neck real fast. So I'm going to give this a four, quadruple main man. I'm a big fan. Wow. It makes me want to see his other shows, which are ghost shows, which I'm not a big fan of, ghost house shows. But uh, I enjoyed this one so much that I might go back and check those out. So that's on Netflix. Uh, next week, we'll do another Netflix show. We'll check out one or two episodes. We'll figure it out. But uh, movies that made us, some horror stuff. And uh, I'll be checking out lots of stuff. I'll have a full review of, of everything that came out this week because I'll be consuming it all. It is the middle of October, so it is peak spooky sake season for me. I'm just consuming. Nom, nom, nom. Give me all the content, please. I mean, I'm happy for you. I feel like you, you're you like that, uh, what is it, Faith Hill sings the song about Sunday night football? <laughs> waiting all day. Like, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Like, that. that's you with spooky snake season. <laughs> After this podcast, I might run to the movies and see a movie called Lamb. About a little half lamb, half boy that gets adopted by a family. I don't know. It's a crazy movie, bro. <laughs> Who the fuck writes that? <laughs> I love it. That's the type of shit I love because 
everyone makes, you know, the same kind of stories here. But then you decide to, I, what if the baby was half lamb? Let's go with, like, it's it. Like, that's, I love that shit. So, uh, I'll have a review of that next week, too. We just consuming it all, baby. But that's next week. We have to wrap up this week first. Before we move on. Oh, yeah, sure. Something very big happened to me. Oh, what? Tell me, what happened? So, when I was a young boy, there was this item that I would always see marketed on television. Oh. And it felt like it was the absolute coolest thing that ever existed. It was a part of popular culture. It was just like... Everyone has heard of this thing. Mm. And and for years and years, you'd see it on commercials. Like, get this by uh, signing up to this, and you get this item for free with your subscription. And I wanted it because it just seemed like you needed to have it. And then last week, I got a little... A little uh, adult beverage in me. You got the itch. And I just, I just thought... I just thought of this, and I went on eBay, and I started looking around for it and put in a bid, won an auction, and this week a package arrived at my house, Gomez. What is it? With the possible coolest item to ever have existed in our world. This week, at 40 years old, I finally became the proud owner of the Sports Illustrated football phone. This fucking guy. <laughs> and I'm going to be posting things. pictures on the social media. I can't put, like, I just, I just thought of this thing and I was like, yo, the Sports Illustrated football phone is, like, that was one of the, the most pitched products of our time, right? It's insanely popular. It was everywhere. My God, that's it's so funny because it's something like that was one of the most popular things in the world, and we don't think about it at all. Like I haven't thought about that thing in forever. Because why would we think no, about phones? Why would you? <laughs> like, no, remember just a exactly. Couple of weeks ago, we were yelling at my mom yes, for having a house. What is phone. she doing? <laughs> and now you went and bought one, but yours is for show. I mean, are you plugging it in? Or do you have a landline? I honestly don't know. I don't even know if I have anywhere to plug it into. I love it. This guy's gonna like. It was just like I, I don't know why I needed it. Why, like, what to do with it? I just know that I have it now, and honestly, that's enough. That's great. Do you have a a spot picked out for it? No, I. So I've been kind of looking. What I think I'm going to do. Is put a couple of the command strips on it and just stick it to the wall. Okay. That way it looks like yeah. it could be in service. I can't wait. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna, you're gonna fall down one day. Someone's gonna run to the phone to call the, to yes. call the, the police. Help! Help! <laughs> what? The f- <laughs> Hello, ambulance. I'm calling on the Sports <laughs> Illustrated football phone. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun purchase. That is very. It's definitely something I think everyone should own one because everyone wanted one. When we were younger, that's something we're like, oh, my God, I want that phone. Yo, and just like 
if you think about like it felt like years, right? Like that that was the big thing. Like sign up to Sports Illustrated and get this free football phone. Hundred percent. That was what and they was were like, giving you. Holy shit. You know, even like Wayne's World had a, yes. a bit with the Sports Illustrated football of phone. Of course. That's great. I love it. So yes, yeah, so you'll be putting that on the social medias, Joe. Absolutely. I and I'm just so proud of that purchase. It's it's very rare. Like I buy shit all the time, but it's very rare when like I find something that really like that triggers the nostalgia to this extent to the point where like I open that box and I nearly shed a fucking tear looking at that fucking dirty ass football phone. How's the condition? Is it uh is it a nice condition the one you got? It's in pretty good. It it, it needed a little wash, okay. so I I took like uh some paper towel and some some Windex and spruced it up a bit, but other than that, I think it's in working order. That's awesome. <laughs> Next time I visit my mom, I may bring it with me to plug it in and see what happens. Oh, that's great. You should definitely do that and make a phone call. <laughs> oh, I, love I was kind of spoiled as a child, I guess. Like, I, I never felt like if, if I wanted something, I felt like at some point I would get it. And then being an adult now, I feel like I've I've bought a, I've rebought a lot of stuff from my childhood but now there really wasn't a lot of stuff that i could say oh i really wanted this but i never got it and this is like one of those things so it really really made me feel whole on the inside i love it that's a it's a cool thing you're like hey all these things i wanted i got it that's you 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 are close to perfection see i gotta break some of those toys see that's what i gotta do no (laughs) Never that, baby. <laughs> uh, Gomez, what do you say we hit a little music? You got it. It is now time for the big finish. All right, Joe. It's time to wrap this bad boy up with a big finish. You ready? Oh, couldn't be more ready. Today's big finish. Top three. Muppets. Mmm. Lots of choices. Here we go. Muppets. Alright. I feel like this is pretty easy for me. Yeah, you got a top three. Boom, boom, boom. Gonzo, Kermit, what you got? My number one is Sam Eagle. He's great. I, I love Sam Eagle. He is great. Number two is Gonzo. Gonzo's, yeah. But not Gonzo. Like the normal Gonzo, Muppet Babies Gonzo. Oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Muppet Babies Gonzo, mwah, Chef's Kiss. So good. Uh, and number three. Mm-hmm. Th- now number three is tough because I love Rolf. I love Animal. I love Animal. He'd be on my list. Uh, I'll tell you who I hate is Kermit's nephew, Robin. I hate that motherfucker. No one would ever get fucking Robin. Fuck that guy. Get out of here. Hang around. Go find something else. Uh, I, I'm gonna, going to go with Rolf just because in Muppet Family Christmas, Rolf has one of my favorite lines when he shows up at Mrs. Bear's house, sits down and starts playing the piano and goes... Eh, it's a little out of tune, but I love out of tune pianos. 
I'll go Animal, Fozzie. I, I, I gotta throw Kermit some love. You gotta double main man Kermit all my years. So, Kermit the Frog there. Those three. Top three. Boom. Bing, bam, boom. That was easier than I thought. <clears throat> See, I thought you were going to come in with the Statler and Waldorf. They're number Maybe four. They're number four. They're, I was thinking of, but I was like, I got to I gotta have Kermit before them. I was like, Kermit, I got my Kermit shoes. I love me some Kermit the Frog, you know? Yeah, I could do without. I had a Kermit doll when I was little. I always had a little Kermit the doll stuffed animal guy, so definitely. Kermit's my uh, main man. Were you, uh, did you ever have the Happy Meal Muppet Babies toys? Which toys are these? What is this? So, in, uh, the McDonald's Happy Meals at one point was giving away Muppet Babies toys, and it was like the, the Muppet Babies in, like, little cars. Oh, yes, the cars, of course. Like, so, I, I feel like that was, like, a really big one from when we were kids. Like, I feel like everybody had those Muppet Babies toys. McDonald's had the best shit. The fucking glasses. The Happy Meal toys were so cool. Nowadays, they're okay. Like, Shiloh gets some, some interesting stuff sometimes. But a lot of it is hit or miss. I just... But I, I don't know. Maybe kids are really into it. I, they do have Avengers shit. But I just think our toys seemed a little... A little more fun. You get like transformery toys. Here you're just getting a little plastic guy. It doesn't really do much. Well, speaking of our toys, Gomez. Oh. Have you seen the new promotion being done by Hardy's and Carl's Jr.? I saw it last night. <clears throat> I seen the same commercial. It's for a new hot honey chicken. And so I've seen the commercial before, and I'm like, oh, that's fine. So the commercial starts the same, and then all of a sudden it turns into, like, a kid's meal commercial where it's fucking adult swim toys. What year is this? It's, it's adult collector-oriented adult swim mystery or, like, mister blind boxes or mystery bags or whatever it is. It's so but there's, like, a whole bunch of them, and it's all adult swim, different shows or whatever, and you don't know which one you're going to get. And they're being marketed towards adults. It's so you would go so and I think funny. if you order some kind of combo, you could just add a toy for a dollar. I, I, that's so funny. It's like a little figure guy and then the head is like this like square Lego-y thing that has the character. And I'm like, fucking Meatwad, what the f- what year is this? What are we exactly. doing? <laughs> but now I, I want to go to Hardy's and get a Meatwad, I'm not going to lie. Harvey Birdman. I, I saw a picture of it online, and I was like, you know what? I got to see. I know there's Hardee's in Florida. I don't know how, like where the closest one to me is, but I may have to go look for it. When I was in, when I was in Pennsylvania, I think Hershey, Pennsylvania, there was a Hardee's, but it was too early. I was like, oh, I got to go back. I never got back there because I I never had, had a Hardee's. There's no Hardee's over here. Really? Yeah. I have. I've. I. I definitely have. I think most recently would have been like a about a year ago. Actually, if you go to YouTube.com/slash Joe Shoes, my very first trip to Hardee's is recorded and uploaded for you to watch right there. Love it. Yeah, I. I, I really want that fucking hot honey chicken sandwich. Like that shit looks good, and we're big fans of hot honey in this house. I mean, I I don't see why you wouldn't be. Put it on our chicken. We love it on our pizza. Kellyanne put, forget about it. Extra hot. Oh, it's so good. Give it to us. So when I went there first time, I was actually driving home from Baltimore. 
and I stopped to get gas and literally right next door to the gas station was a Hardee's and I was like this is fate perfection I have baby. to go you have try to. this you cannot not so go so I pulled through the drive through I got like their monster cheeseburger and then some other burger that was on their menu and I like literally just pulled into the parking lot threw my uh, camera up on the tripod and just started recording love so <laughs> go check out that video love it uh... All right, Joe, we're uh, out of time on this episode of the Car Joe Mess Podcast. Hit him with them plugs. Which means it's, yeah, it's a good time to remind you guys to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Make sure you're following along at all the social media at Car Jomez. Check out the YouTube, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. The Twitch, make sure you're following the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Mr. Joe Shoes for uh, more stuff that'll be coming up soon. Probably not this week because I'll be traveling and making my momentous return to professional wrestling, which I know all of the Shoonies have been dying for, but we will be back on Twitch soon. And other than that, you can follow me directly at the Joe Shoes. I'm the Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you have all of those checkmarked. And for this week only, last week we will do this. Send us a screenshot of you being subscribed to this show. Tweet it to Jomez using the hashtag BellyButtonSplash. And this will be your last chance to get an autographed 8x10 from me. Mmm, exciting. So until next week, folks. Until next time, friends. Peace. One, two, one, two, three, four.